0: Welcome to Unconditional Love, a podcast where we explore coming out narratives of queer youth. I'm Anthony Russell-Jerry.
1: And I'm Frankie Younger. The Unconditional Love podcast is a part of the Youth Citizenship Narrative Project, a project focused on youth experiences with citizenship through various perspectives. These episodes explore the many sites and spaces that provide respite along the journey towards unconditional love. Specifically, our show asks us to think about coming out to oneself, friends and family, and the numerous institutions that frame our lives, as well as the conflict between the fluidity of one's personal sense of becoming and the permanence of one's being to others.
0: Unconditional love contains subject material that some may find upsetting. However, we have tried to present these narratives in an uncensored form as to remain true to the experiences and points of view of our collaborators.
2: Welcome back to another episode of Unconditional Love. I'm Alejandro.
0: And I'm Anthony. And uh, today we are talking to uh, Alexander. Um, and we've got some pretty pretty interesting stuff I think uh, uh, Alexander kind of introduces us to, right, or gives mm-hmm. us a, a, a sense of his coming out experience, right? What did, what did you think, uh, anything sort of specific sort of stick out to you? I think
2: his family dynamics is very, yeah. very crucial in his, how he came up in his life and yeah. how he views the world. And it seems like it's always there and very interesting. Like, like all other coming out stories, family is always an important yeah. part. But his is, it seems like an, I don't know how to describe his family dynamics, but it's very interesting. Yeah. So we got
0: to. Yeah, I, w- I, won't, I won't give it away, but there's a, there's a, something I didn't expect, you know, when, when, when his, his coming out to To his parents and sort of the way, the way that they, um, I guess, accepted for lack of a better word, um, his sharing his sexuality with with his parents, right? But I'll, I don't want to give away the the shocker, right? Or
2: yeah. <laughs> well, we got to see how it goes out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I think another another uh, <clears throat> thing for me is sort of terminology, right, and that nasty word. um that nasty word that um that Alex is is subjected to um which which is tall. You know, I don't have any problem saying like mm-hmm. other words but but
2: mm-hmm. but this
0: word is kinda kinda nasty as far as as far as epithets go. Um but yeah, so that, that and trying to come to terms with whether, you know, that word uh s- represents him somehow or or is in some ways who he is or not or, you know, and, and him trying to figure out how to position himself against that word at a, at, a, at a young age.
2: Oh, yeah. And we'll see how he really describes it, right, as a fight or flight right, sort of yeah. mentality he has. Absolutely. When he encounters this type of uh, word.
0: Absolutely. I think some of the other kind of kind of cool things that come out too are, are the sort of theme of marriage mm-hmm. and Alex trying to figure out... Um, how he's going to, you know, if 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 that's going to be applicable in his own life, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: He's trying to like work the boundaries of, or figure out where it, where's marriage at, or right. does it really fit for him? Right. Sort of deal.
0: Yeah, and and one of the, the I guess the last thing I'll say before, um, I don't know what, what what you have sort of on your mind right now, but the last thing I I'll say before we before, sort of we get into it is is this idea of 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 Alex thinking it's it's sort of you know, quote unquote your business, right? Oh. And he, he finds a group of friends that allow him to, you know, be intimate with them in some ways, but at the same time the 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 understanding is that his sexuality is his business and, and, and they're not gonna, you know oh, yeah. question yeah. him or judge him or even sort of be involved with that, right?
2: Yeah, it seems very hands off. Yeah. Right. So it's a really interesting concept they eh? he or how he describes it, it yeah. is really interesting. Yeah. All his relationships with his non-romantic friends or All right. relations.
0: Yeah. All right, well, uh, should we get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. All right, let's do it. Okay, so today we are with Alex. Uh, thanks for, for joining us today, Alex, and, and being willing to, to share your narrative with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what was your experience, the sort of first experience of, of coming out?
3: Well, my coming out is is that first I had to tell myself that I was gay mm-hmm. before anyone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that happened when I was pretty young, probably say probably in middle, maybe high school. Mm-hmm. Okay, so eighth, ninth grade. Um, after that, I didn't come out in high school because I grew up in Irvine. If you don't know where that is, mm-hmm. fellow UC, as host, uh, I guess. Um, <laughs> Well, Irvine, the school district is very famous for being competitive. It's like one of the best in the state. Mm -hmm. And I went to middle school and, oh, let's start at elementary school. In elementary school, I just remember our sixth grade final, uh, we had finals in elementary school. Whoa. (laughs) Um, uh, it was, they handed you a blank world map Mm -hmm. and three pieces of paper. You numbered the blank world map country and capital. Two and a half hours for the, and just did the, the whole world. Uh-huh. Wow. As a sixth grader. If you can imagine that <laughs>
2: all around the world in two hours. Yeah,
3: pretty much yeah. Two, and two and a half hours. Um, so it was very competitive at that, just the nature of it. Generally, yeah. I remember in ninth grade, uh, the first test I took in high school, it was a biology class and they listed, um, on the board, your initials and your score, so everyone could see it. Oh, wow. oh. Um, And they'd be, oh, so who is you? Uh, like just in general, and you have to point out your score. Oh, that's where you are. Uh. So growing up, that was number one. Number two, I have very um, conservative parents. Um, they We go to church as a family every Sunday. Mm-hmm. They believe in the nuclear family, even though they're divorced. Um, and that's pretty much what it is like growing up in a conservative, nerdy area. And then to that in high school, well, in middle school, I remember I had this friend who was in religious ed with me and I'd eat lunch with him and then his video game friends would come and they'd just sit there. Oh, you're a faggot. You're a sissy. You're something like that. I don't want to eat here anymore. So I moved to the even nerdier table. Where I think I'm the only one who didn't go to MIT. I'm serious. <laughs> In that table, um, and they were an awesome group of friends, and I we still meet up as often as we can. It oh, ends up being once really a nice. quarter. Yeah, and those were the first people I came out to. Is that nerdy group of friends? Hmm. So those were the first group I came out to. Um, then my roommate here, and then after that I started coming out to family members one by one. I haven't come out to all of them, because I don't feel the necessity in order to continue on with everything. Uh, in order to say, oh, I'm gay, by the way. And then because I know it would be followed by a bunch of questions, and I'm like, I don't have to deal with this. Like, you you, you know aunt, aunt so-and-so, you know aunt so-and-so. You two know each other. Therefore, you can just ask each other. I've told one, <laughs> you can tell the other. Right. I'm tired. Right. I have ten aunts and uncles. Uh, yeah, a big happy family yeah happy yeah exactly yeah <laughs> um so the first time i came out to myself i'm like oh i don't find women attractive that was mm-hmm. basically the first thing i don't think i could ever be happy living uh, married to one so
0: that's my first i guess coming out story okay and so 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 in in that sort of uh in the context, I guess, of, of, of what a relationship would look like, you were already sort of programmed, right? To think that, that it had to be marriage. Not necessarily marriage, because my parents
3: were very, very unhappily married, Uh like severely unhappily married. And I remember growing up when I was extremely young, and I still remember this, I don't know the accuracy of it, but because both my parents dispute claims on this, but I remember it being a certain <laughs> way because neither of them since being divorced, they can't even be in the same room together. That's what we're talking about
2: without a witness.
3: <laughs> no, I it, sometimes when I think to myself, if I'm ever hospitalized and if I'm in the room, one parent will be on one side in one corner and the other will be all the way on the other side in the other corner and they will not talk to each other. Oh. That's what I imagine it would be. But anyways, um, Growing up, I remember when I was really young, uh, my dad would go out running on Saturdays with his friends. We'd go to church and then he'd spend Sundays with his mom. And both my parents worked constantly. So Mm -hmm. I was at after school care. So literally the only person I saw because my dad was out was my mom. Mm And my mom is like university educated, uh, chemistry degree, bio degree, works in a Nobel prize winning uh, chemistry lab like the creme de la creme of UC. Uh And as a result, I always like looked up to her as like the gilded role model. And when I was really young, I always thought what what she'd do was fun, like wearing lipstick in public. And my dad hated that so much. And I remember, uh, like even just like dancing and stuff with my mom. It was just a a blast. Um, And my dad, I remember when I'm like, oh mom, that looks pretty. I want to try it on. And then she'd teach me how to put on lipstick. And, my dad said uh, to my mom, you can't have him go out in public like that. I don't want people thinking my son's my daughter because uh, I'm an only child as well to okay. add to this. Yeah. So that, that kind of was, that kind of just cemented the indifference to my father. Yeah. And that would be even more funny because he came out to me when I was in high school. Wait, what? Yeah. Sure. He claimed that uh, he's gay, but in all honesty, um, I think if you can be married to a woman, I think you're more to the bisexual side of the spectrum. Uh-huh. But that was interesting because in high school, I didn't, I didn't tell anyone until after high school, and then I came out to my group of th- my mm-hmm. very nerdy group of friends. Yeah. So in high school, I people knew, but then some people claimed to me, "Oh, Alex, you
0: were the last to know." <laughs> oh, really? You, that you were the last That's to know? Too- yeah. Yeah. Or at least you simply weren't ready to to make that sort of
3: yeah. But in my, I didn't see the benefit of having like a relationship in high school. Those are just nasty, nasty. <laughs> little, <laughs> they don't last. No, they're just it, also where I went to high school is super. It was comparing what you had to the bar, and if you were above or below that bar, that yeah. the arbitrary bar that no one really, it, the bar is your imagination. Mm. Yeah. So, that's what it was like.
2: Can you tell us a little bit of how you realized you were gay?
3: I think it's like looking at advertisements and, like, a billboard. Like, and like, if you're driving down through L.A., you'd see, like, the Dolce & Gabbana billboard where you'd see the lady in the white bikini and then the man in the white speedo. And uh, if I was with friends, it'd be all fawning over the women. Like,
0: why hmm like why would I find that attractive okay and so at what age do you think you you started thinking about putting a, a label on that define the label in that point point. and any any when did you decide that that feeling needed some sort of definition or some sort of way to talk about it
3: I don't necessarily think I ever had that need uh-huh. To define it and talk about it, but I had a need to say, oh, I don't think I want the
0: other one. Right. Mm. Like, okay. I don't want a woman, a woman in my life. Okay. And then, and then at some point with your group of friends, you decided that there was then a sort of way to be that or a way that you needed to say, "Hey, this is who I am or, or what I am. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Essentially, what I think about it is, I, s- I think I started saying, oh, I don't think I'm attracted to women very much. Mm-hmm. They said, oh, okay. Like, frankly, they really don't care. Like, your personal life is your personal life. To This this is why I love this group of friends. You you don't judge each other on that. Yeah. We judge each other on silly things like uh, the paint on the window tint on your back window has a bubble in it. Because we all have like that weird sense mm-hmm. of OCD. Yeah. So, and then we just pointed out, and we're like, why do you have a bubble in your window? And then I had it in my Subaru, and then my friend just started poking at it one day for like 20 minutes. But I think, in all honesty, I assigned uh, that I didn't find women necessarily attractive towards the end of middle school. Mm -hmm. And through summer, when you have a lot of time on your own browsing the internet, um, (laughs) um, once I started middle then the high school once i started high school i'm like okay i know then okay and then it started developing through there Mm -hmm. but other than that i don't i just think it was i wasn't attracted to one Uh and then i think uh i have pretty much predominantly friendships with heterosexual men Mm -hmm. so i think they're decent human beings this is up for debate <laughs> so. still for debate <laughs> yeah so i think um, cuz it depends who you if i didn't leave that lunch table in middle school
0: i would have been r- uh not where i am today yeah for sure can can you can you maybe think back to that to that lunch table that seems to me to be sort of a a, a, a sort of explicitly violent kind of experience right
3: yeah, um, the most, the thing that really bothered me is that my close friend from the re, uh, religious program, um, he didn't really stand up for me. Uh-huh. He didn't say, dude, shut up. Like, why would you say something like that? He just yeah. let it slide because they shared common interests. Hmm. Then I thought to myself, well, I and this is my rationale in my head. I don't think I find women particularly attractive, but this is an environment where you have to set your priorities straight. And this science sounds kind of, awful but you have to thrive here and you have to be happy first of all if you're being berated by people you need to this is the fight or flight situation you need to change rapidly so i went to the other end of the spectrum so these people could not care less about my personal life they're like your business is yours i will never judge you for that Mm -hmm. but
2: but with that bubble on your Subaru. Yeah, precisely because that's we acceptable. all have that weird that's a yeah. different story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: but it's just funny
0: because we we make fun of those type of things. So 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 then the the use of that word at the, at that moment, did was there a sense to you that it 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 applied, it didn't apply? I mean, how did you make sense of that? It word? both did and didn't. That's what scared me. Really? Hmm. Because I didn't know at that point. Okay. So what
3: was I like 10 or 11? Mm-hmm. Maybe really? 12. Well, I started kindergarten when I was
0: four. Yeah. They, but, but folks were using that word yeah. at 10 or 11 years old. Maybe it's more like 12 or 13 now I think about it. But, but yeah. still, wow. And huh. so you said it did and it didn't apply. Like how, I mean. Well, I didn't think I
3: was, because in my mind at that point as the dumb middle schooler I was, It was everything's a black or white. Right. Okay. So if you're not one, you must be the other and it's two polar opposites. Mm -hmm. There's no middle ground. I'm like, I don't find I hate sports with all my heart. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm like, why 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 are we playing this sport? You're kicking around a ball. Why? Why? Seriously, what's the what's the productivity in that? You're running around in a field. You're not running to see how fast you can escape someone. Like track or something, knew <laughs> you're running around kicking a ball on a field, like right. to get it into a goal. Also, I have really poor hands-eye coordination,
2: okay. like <laughs> shockingly poor. <laughs> hmm.
0: So, so, so then, so then, were were those the the limited spaces to exist in 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 your school at at the time? It either was, it was very clicky. So you were either this or you were that There was no ways to exist in between no
3: because i don't remember people being out if i recall because no one could have come out because that would just be vile the amount of hatred they would just spew on you because you're now the weakest link right Mm -hmm. we're going to throw all our crap on you right it's basically you have to make because doing that you kind of know that to survive that you could not be happy in that situation you would be alone no one would help you at all The guidance counselor might, but what can they offer you? They're only working for three hours a day. They're not with you all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you have to think to yourself, I have to survive in this situation. I cannot just be constantly berated. I need to grow as a person. I didn't probably think of that when I was that young, but like I need to change something now because I'm unhappy. I'm not, nothing is happening. This will become bad. Yeah.
0: So you think that was sort of your, your sort of, Intuition at that yeah. moment, right, exactly. that led you Perfect. to do something else. Yeah, yeah, I see. Hmm. Are there are there folks that you knew from that school that you've later found out had come out later in yep. life? that guy who called me a faggot. No way. Oh. Yep. <laughs> you just got, I just, you just irony, <laughs> the red went all the way up on the. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I it did. I didn't expect that coming. yeah. Yeah. Really?
3: Yeah. When I was starting to first explore my ex- sexuality, you know, you download the app with little tiles that shall be remain unnamed. I, I don't know it, but I don't. Yeah. And then, um,
0: <laughs> so I guess it, has, it, will, it, has no it name. will be. It will be un,
3: left unnamed. And then I saw it. And I'm like, no. And I clicked on. It and I'm like, oh my god, that is him. And then I deleted the app. Oh. Yeah.
2: Because like, why?
3: why yeah. Well, yeah.
2: <laughs> Took yeah. a screenshot then deleted the. No, app. I didn't. I'm like,
3: <laughs> oh. This is gonna be ugly. That's just what,
0: like, my brain's like. This is danger. Yeah, uh-huh. like the alarm in your head, and I'm like, okay, bye. But imagine all of the nastiness that exists then, right, in 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 a place like that, where folks are are living with sort of that sense. You know what I mean? On on one hand, there's there still has to be some remnants, right, of that nastiness of of his. Conception, right, of this thing called the faggot, and then him coming out, at least online, I don't know to who else or whatever, and how, you know, how does, mm-hmm. where does all that live, right? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's, seems uh, messy. Yeah, that's why I diluted it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it. Yeah, that's, that's awful. Can, can you, can you, so, so by the time you said, you said you're, you're, you had had this experience, and then your father, uh, sometime after, sort of came out to you in some yeah kind senior of... year in high school on a walk. And had, had... <laughs> <laughs> <Nice day. Yeah. laughs> And had, had you already come out to your parents then? No, huh. I came out
3: to my parents like this year. Oh really? damn! Pretty much. Yeah, just oh, okay. because I, I am ha- busy. I, it's just if there's no deadline, uh-huh. I wouldn't have particularly. I would never have done it. Oh, I see. In all honesty, I use this interview as a way to push myself to come out to my mom. No okay. way. Yep. Because if I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have... I, I'm a deadline person. Every day I have to write it down. Yeah. When I, what I have to do, what I have to get done by. Else it will not get done. Uh-huh. Hmm. Because in my mind, oh, if it's not on the paper, it does not
0: exist.
2: You need structure then, huh? Yeah, I
0: have to. Hmm. So so was coming out to your mother then sort of a a, a requirement to allow you then to interact in in this sort of form I guess in this this way I I used it as that sort of way. Yeah, oh, okay. So we're being we're being taken advantage of. <laughs> yeah, essentially.
2: How do you after coming out to your mother how do you imagine you would you will feel?
3: Oh, I felt so much better. Okay. But I just had to have a deadline because I told myself, "Oh, before New Year's 2019 you'll do it." And I never wrote it down. That's so when I'd write it down, I'm like, and I'd erase it. So I guess it's a bad habit. Hmm. Well, I mean it's all in Yeah it was terrifying for her because she's like my best friend in life. Okay. Uh, and how did it go? She's like your sexuality is your business.
0: I want you to be happy. Aww. And and can I ask, I mean not to sort of not to pick, right? Mm-hmm. But but can I ask is is that is that acceptable to you? I mean Oh absolutely. Is, yeah. OK, mm-hmm. absolutely. No questions asked. Uh, so I guess part, part of the things that, that well, one of the things that I've been learning um, and sort of I think we talked about this uh, last week was sort of uh, who is coming out really for. Right, I think it's really gross the whole
3: concept of it yeah Uh because straight people don't ever have to come out because the essence of being gay is that oh I'm supposed to be attracted to a woman on paper but I'm not so I must tell you I'm attracted to men and therefore I'm actively engaging with sexual partners with men um I don't know I think it's kind of like grotesque yeah I think in all honesty it's your that's what I loved about my mom's like it's your business
0: yeah. You're an adult. Mm. You pay taxes. Yeah. <laughs> is that what makes queerness legitimate as long as as long as queerness pays taxes? <laughs> <laughs> I think so, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's the thing that you've been asking right about the whole marriage thing, mm-hmm. right? Is what 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 sort of purpose does it does it serve, right? What is it? What other what broader function? What well, did we benefit from it? Right. Yeah. And maybe that's it right there, right? It's a way to it's a way to get the taxes
2: paid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little curious like how did that Coming out, you coming out to your mom compared to your dad coming
0: out.
3: My dad, I did it on Father's Day at a restaurant, and he was absolutely mortified.
0: Even though he had come out to you. He's like, you're gay?
3: And he he with his uh, now husband, they're like, "Oh (laughs) what? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you're not surprised. Like, no one else was at all surprised. Like, my friends, like, my really good nerdy friends. They're like, we literally knew the whole time. Mm-hmm. It was so obvious. <laughs>
0: but your but your your father was surprised.
3: Yeah, because I never like I don't really know him. I'm there's still an indifference between us I see. Okay. from childhood. Okay. It's just I don't I don't even hate I don't hate him. I don't dislike him. it's just an indifference. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause whenever when I was growing up in that development years, he wasn't there. Uh huh. And then during the divorce, when they do that, like ludicrously fifty fifty down to the minute custody yeah, battle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, their custody agreement is longer than the Brexit deal. I counted <laughs> the pages. Yeah. Um, when I was looking through it, he had no obligation to remain because they had it divided into residences. So at Parent A's residence, Parent B's residence, he yeah. didn't have neither parent were obligated to be at the residence. That I just had to be in the residence. Right. So growing up, aunts and my grandma took care of me. That's so my dad and I didn't never became friends. Like my mom, I would tell
0: absolutely everything to. No yeah. questions asked. It seems
2: right. very polar then, polarized. How yeah, because yeah.
0: So, so I wonder then if, 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 if your father had already sort of come out to you in that kind of weird way in high school, and you say that he was mortified when you came out to him, what, what was it about you being queer or your coming out to him, that didn't sit right, or or I don't know, to be honest. Really, because I haven't asked him about that. It wasn't oh, okay. mortified, but like just
3: so gravely shocked and like, what is really? I don't what what like that whole like I can't compute. Right.
2: Maybe because it was on Father's Day. <laughs> where was this? Where was this at? Porto's Bakery. Porto. Oh, that's uh, nice. Winter Park. Okay. okay. Yeah. In inside the restaurant. Yeah. Okay.
0: So so that's the that's the thing then right so the 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 question that I, I, I has been that I've been thinking about lately is who is that sort of coming out really for you know and some folks are are sort of to use Alejandro's terms sort of dragged out of the closet right mm-hmm. um, and other folks are always sort of asked to define themselves for some other some other purpose right to to so someone else can know how to interact with you know what they feel or what they suspect or whatever else. But right? this
2: thing. Yeah. Sort right. of thing.
3: I don't know who my coming out was for. I think, first of all, it was for me in that early development phase. Because mm-hmm. I was still going through puberty at that point. We don't grow up till we're, boys don't grow up till we're like 18. Right. Mm-hmm. So during that whole process, I'm like, oh, I'm developing right now. So uh, m- my process always, like, preserve yourself. Because dur- during my parents' divorce, that was always... Uh, my philosophy because else I'd be dragged into the courtroom or I'd be dragged into another hours and hours of therapy and I remember the card you had to poke the cards asking opinions and it was like a gradient scale mm -hmm. so I always have that fight or flight uh sort of the go with your gut instinct the Mm -hmm. instinct so my first instinct was I have to help myself go through this first of all but you don't have to say aloud that you're gay to help you through that. Right. You're just like, I'm develop- developing my sexuality. I'm developing feelings for a different uh, race. Uh, not race, gender, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're developing through that, in my mind, that's my business.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: But I think other people want you to come out because they want to know. Right. Because you're different. You're not the heterosexual male who likes playing American football, which makes no sense. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Don't say that to Tom Brady.
0: <laughs> that's it's funny though that as if as if all of a sudden not being queer would make it all make sense, right? Like all of mm. a sudden, if you weren't queer, you'd be like, "Oh, I get it. I understand football, right? Did you get football, <laughs> or whatever else, right? The ball. Yeah, yeah I, I get it now, right? I understand it all. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 the thing, right? And so then other folks are sort of maybe trying to manage, especially in, in, you know, what seems to be a sort of religious environment, right? Sort of managing that.
3: I call, I now sort of retract that statement because they'd make me go to church Mm -hmm. and I'd listen to it. I love this Bible parable where it's uh, all these people line up to stone the prostitute Uh and Jesus starts writing sins in the sand. And people start reading it and they realize it's their sins. Uh So they all retreat. And in the end, the prostitute was saved. Uh And I love that because so many people forget that if you're shitting on someone for being different, for doing even something illegal, what are you, what's wrong with you? You have to look back at yourself. Mm -hmm. And they, they, in church when I say, oh, what was the reading about? Not a single clue. I just went to the building. Right. They're like, so what was this reading from? Was it from Leviticus or like the Romans? And they're like, how would I know? I don't care. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so you're just being fake religious.
0: Well, they're just there because that's what you're supposed to. Yeah, do. Exactly.
3: Right? Yeah, exactly. You have the rosary in your car, but they can't even. <laughs> I, I don't even think one of them could uh, do the
2: um, act of contrition.
0: Uh-huh. So, uh,
2: I wonder, like, how did your father interact in the in the church? Then, how did he use the religious and.
3: He's everything he does. There's no real coherence to like with me. There's always a structure. There's always it's so predictable. Uh, with him, it's just like, eh, eh, I'll do. Does he still go to church? Yeah,
0: he does. Yeah, but maybe. But when
3: he feels like it, so sometimes he'll go like on a Wednesday <laughs> at three p.m. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. When he needs it. <laughs> he needs <laughs> no. some church. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really... need Jesus. I need some church today. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Does he go with his husband? his husband? Well, his husband's
3: Jewish, and I mean oh, like kosher yeah. kitchen Jewish. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't think they're going to be married in the Jewish faith, uh-huh. unless he converted and didn't tell me. Um, but yeah, uh, he'd drag his husband to church with him. Oh, okay.
0: And then his husband went, around, went along with it. Oh, huh. just because that's sort of what you do to make other people feel all right, right? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, so, so all of those, sort of all of that building up and then have, have you found now spaces that, that you feel are sort of those spaces that allow you, what am I, what I'm really trying to ask is now as an adult, right, do the social spaces that you interact in or find yourself in, do they still require you to come out? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, My
3: social life isn't particularly robust. I don't like partying. I don't like loud noises. Mm -hmm. Uh So mostly we just go out to Bobo as a group. Uh And pretty much it's with either that friend group, uh, one of my UCR friend groups, uh, Uh just individual friends themselves. Uh
0: And they all already know. Okay. Mm-hmm. So and so, there's no no need for you to no. to redo that rehash that every time.
3: No, and if I'm working in, uh, we were doing we were doing a design project. The meeting before this one, uh-huh. I said, oh, it's I'm recording a podcast, and they said, oh, oh, it's for? I was for telling our coming out stories. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Let me know when it airs. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I at UCR, mm-hmm. I have to say I've only encountered so far a high degree of acceptance. People are extremely friendly to me. Uh-huh. Uh, everyone is very happy there's a lot of camaraderie that I never had <laughs> in uh-huh. k-12
0: education Okay, that was you fend for yourself <laughs> okay but here it seems that people are oh are, yeah if not more enlightened at least more accepting oh absolutely yeah even some of them are brilliant scientists mm-hmm. okay
3: yeah
2: so what if when you meet new friends and you guys are gonna go out do you do they bring up the question or or do you bring it up somehow
3: I uh, mm-hmm. I usually don't bring it up because it's kind of like, oh, I like to have sex with men. <laughs> That's what it is. I'm
2: just going to slide this on the table. <laughs> yeah. And it's like,
3: uh, okay, uh, I don't need to know that we're eating, we're, we're at Taiwan popcorn chicken. Why would I need to know that? Yeah. So it's, I, I wouldn't do that. But like, if it came up in a conversation, like, oh, I'm doing a podcast. Oh, I'm going to so-and-so's house. We're going to Pride or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Then it obviously... Like yeah. okay whatever no big deal right. seems
2: like a very big difference from um, another participant we had here a lot a they, lot of folks yeah, yeah they would base like before they would meet anyone or as soon as they would meet someone they was like oh yeah by the way I'm gay or something it will stay in those terms or, or mm.
0: sort of or sort of they, they I think what would happen is they sort of learn to uh, incorporate it into their general introduction Mm-hmm. right of of themselves and i think that is is mm-hmm. also a form of their own politics and mm-hmm. and other kinds of things right but mm. but that was kind of the the strategy that they had used right but i guess you would also think about different personalities right so someone who's yeah. always looking to meet new people right uh, yeah i'm not with that might, there you p- go. Yeah. might incorporate that
3: into their strategy <laughs> That's a big factor. Yeah. Right. um usually if i am making a new friend it will i would they will be properly vetted mm-hmm. um I don't really have... I, I, I'm at the point in my life, I've been dragged through divorce hearings, lawyers yelling at each other across tables, n- any number of things, angry family members, the amount of pettiness I've encountered is, and going to a ritzy high school where people are g- getting angry at you because you got one point better on a biology quiz. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't I don't have time for pettiness anymore in my life. If it doesn't spark joy thank its for service bye-bye
0: mm-hmm I, I think I think it's awesome that uh, so far the, the the impression right that, that you given and and, and 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 not to say it's only an impression I think it's I think it's it's honest but what, I, what I'm trying to say is I, I think it's amazing and this is gonna sound ignorant but but I think it's it's great to hear narratives that are sort of holistic in a way right so so you know the fact that you're coming out and your current being and all of those kinds of things aren't separate right so that you know mm-hmm. your queerness is is part of the experience you had through, div- through your parents divorcing and all of these other kinds of things when God yeah
3: yeah um, as a I've always been thought to be myself because uh-huh. in order to survive in life you need to be happy I also, unfortunately, went to high school with a very high suicide rate. Oh, wow. Mm. So, well, can you imagine if you have two immigrant parents paying a mortgage on a $1.2 million condo to go to this school, and then their kid isn't at that top-of-the-line board? Right. And then that kid has to eventually come out to his parents? That would be so much pressure on yourself. Yeah. Mm. And it's to have his parents shout homophobic slurs at them i couldn't imagine what it is my parents never did
0: that right yeah see that's 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 i think a lot of folks because you know the 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 climate the political environment that we live in right a lot of folks separate these kinds of things and they take on these sort of Mm -hmm. you know explicit sort of personas right about you know this is their particular identity and this is their particular identity and they you know they 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 do things according to those boxes right but it, i think we've got we've had a couple of narratives right where people mm. don't subscribe to that and when they don't subscribe to that it it it, it kind of forces us to ask some other questions and, and and it's great because it creates another conversation yeah all mm-hmm. right <laughs>
2: Basically, like questions in the dark. <laughs> well, well, kind of, you know, because yeah.
0: you might get someone who, who who comes in and wants to talk about all of their activist work, mm-hmm. right? Wow. Because their 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 queerness is an identity that is about
2: inclusivity and equal rights, and but not just living that, mm-hmm. right?
0: But sim- but but about making their experience about part of that practicing, you know, the politics around that, not about living in an inclusive way but the the politics of always out there Mm -hmm. engaging with folks about those particular issues right and that might be the you know the maybe the context in which they came out it might also be the context in which they continue to to interact with all of their personal relationships and their social kind of you know experiences or, or, or or whatever i'm trying to say but then we talk to someone who says well you know what those kinds of things aren't really important to me. Mm-hmm. And so you ask someone, well, where do you go? And they're like, well, I just go to the, you know, like the, 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 uh, somebody we, we, we talk to, you know, it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't do that. I go to the store. I don't specifically go to gay clubs. I don't, you know, these kinds mm-hmm. of things, right? And it, it changes the conversation a little bit.
2: It does.
3: Well, when I see people who assign themselves as activists to themselves, that means they themselves are only their work. Uh, okay. So that can make you happy, but only to a certain extent. Because right. you, you're only young for so many years. <laughs> which is right. true. Yeah. I, both my parents used to be runners at one point. Their bodies are now completely shattered. Really? Yeah, because they, they treat their bodies like crap they go out running and like with those stupid things uh uh shoes, oh, the toe the, the, shoes the, yeah the toe that one. Oh yeah. my god and um they go out running with that and they're like oh we're gonna go trail running I'm like okay bring something and then and then my mom's like i don't need gloves to do a project like that i'm like you should wear gloves and you should wear eye protection both of them are so stubborn like that and then i'm like you're 50 you're 50 something now like on the cusp of that AARP debt, right? <laughs> AARP. Um, <laughs> um, and I'm like, you should like seriously like uh, put on the hot, sit down, put on a hot compress, but no, they just have to keep going, and they're like ah, and then they end up at Kaiser Permanente, right? Mm-hmm. So. You're only young for so many years, and it depends how effective you are, in my opinion, about activism. Right. Because I always like to peruse Reddit for – because I can get all my – I can get a funny meme about a drill press that's made with cheap, a cheap alloy, and it shears, and it looks funny because mm-hmm. it's being cheap. And we call it Chinesium. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the metal it's made out of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah. So I find that funny. And then I'll see a post where people come out. uh, You can join a group like a support group where you can uh, like help people with HIV. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very lucky to have a very, very robust uh, healthcare system behind me mm-hmm. because I have been born into this hypothetical rich immigrant privilege. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a result, I'm able to afford pre-exposure prophylaxis, Truvada, if you will. And as a result, I'm, I have 24-7 access to a doctor. Yeah. So, if there's anything I see on that message board that's unusual, and if people are just saying bullshit there, I will actually take a picture of it, send it, send it to Dr. Liao, mm-hmm. and he'll write back to, oh, say this to him. And I will send back a screenshot of my message on my Kaiser app oh, okay. to him. And I think this is what a doctor at a US mm-hmm. doctor is. Right. I don't know your exact position, but. If you are an HIV patient, uh chances are a clinic will provide Bictarvi, which is the new drug that Gilead Sciences makes, has a lot less side effects than Genvoya. I personally know people who have been diagnosed with HIV living with living with it and achieve the undetectable status with Biccarvi because Genvoya had too many side effects uh-huh. and stribold for them wasn't covered under insurance. Yeah. So I think that's more helpful than going out and handing out pamphlets. Right. Hmm. Because they actively go to you. And I see it, and it's really quick on my phone, and I can do this all within seventy seconds. Right. Send an email, Doctor Liao, I found this. Right. Okay. This is what happens. And for some people, they don't have access to a doctor, especially if they live in the south. Right. They're hours away from an HIV doctor, where I'm
0: seventy seconds away. I need to help that person. Right. Mm-hmm. It's your obligation. Yeah. So, so I guess then that that maybe for some folks going out and handing out the pamphlet is not just about their activism uh, or work with a group of folks that are HIV positive, but it gives them a sort of public way to be gay. Right. Okay. And so, so, and, and I don't know that that's the case, but I think a a lot of our identity politics in general, right. in, In society are oftentimes less about the actual work that gets done. And more about creating a, a legitimate space mm-hmm. to be able to be, right? In my
3: opinion, if you are considering yourself an activist, you need to weigh what benefit and uh, what effectiveness your cause is. Because right. I would never label myself as an activist. I'm merely helping someone in, with a problem. Right. That's like the en- inner mechanical engineer. Right. Uh, you have a problem, I shall now sol- solve it as efficiently as humanly possible. Right. As quickly as possible with the deadline and my doctor will send me an email an hour back people to some people that's unheard of
0: yeah oh yeah yeah because they gotta wait weeks yeah (laughs) i gotta make an appointment (laughs) but but i guess then would you say then that or are there spaces that you then have had to utilize or 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 places that have allowed you to embrace your own sexuality as, as a legitimate way, or is that something you don't have to, you don't have to seek out? Define like a space, like just an area or like a group of people? Uh, all of the above, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Are there, are there, are there, you know, some folks need particular places or particular things, right? To be able to express their, their identity whether it be sexuality or whatever else and, mm-hmm. and we've talked to a few folks that i think would fall into that group right where they need yeah. those kinds of things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but do you do you are there any sort of places that or things or people like that for you or is that not something you find No, also? because
3: during that whole divorce hearing i had to sign papers saying i wouldn't tell the other parent what the other parent was saying uh-huh. so in my mind uh life is you are on your own okay that's why I guess I did say, well, at K, K through 12,
0: right.
3: it's, you're on your own. Um, so you have to make yourself happy. First of all, I see. it's the biggest priority. Money does not equal happiness. Mm-hmm. You have that whole hedonic treadmill. My parents have lived through that. We have a mountain of shit in our home. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in my mind that you have to be able to help, like you need, okay, I need to do this. This is the effective way as possible. Is it the most painless way? No. Will people call you out and call you a faggot while you're doing it? Yes. Yeah, Uh of course. Just by my basic mannerisms and everything, people are like, oh, you're not a manly man. How dare you? Uh With your stature, you should be a manly man. I'm like, I changed my own oil in my car. (laughs) so
2: and i recycle it (laughs) um
3: so that's you have to be able to say to yourself first in my opinion i'm going to face the world and you have to be prepared for no one to help you right okay like i sometimes was at my dad's house and i wouldn't see him i'd be with my aunt and she wasn't very particularly friendly Aunt number seven. (laughs) And so we numbered them off in our family. So um, no, seriously, this is what we did. Um, So, and I'd want to talk to my mom, but I'd only be permitted to talk X amount of minutes between 6.30 and 7.15 p.m. Really? Yeah, and I'd have a certain, and had to be verified. And then Mm -hmm. uh, my aunt would have to then talk to my mom and say, this isn't it. And then they'd terminate. Yeah, it was that picky. Their divorce agreement, just the custody battle, was longer than Brexit. Yeah, wow. Down to the minute, you will be permitted to leave the country at this year (laughs) with this parent being able to hold the passport. So So if my parents, oh, no life at all, from age four to 18, I had no, (laughs) Um, it's basically, oh, you have a friend, do you want to hang out with your friend can come over and we can watch them? And they found my parents, Everyone, like, your parents are, like, they're a lot to handle. Right. So, growing up, I noticed that if I want to be happy, I have to make myself happy. Because Mm -hmm. those two, my, as an only child with a 50-50 divorce um, I had to be able to make myself happy.
2: Yeah. It seems like how you're describing it, seems like you just have your your inside thoughts to yourself. Yeah, you're like... actions.
3: This, you, you're gonna, you wanna survive. Your mom loves you very much. You can't possibly kill yourself. So in order to survive, what will happen? And you just have to go, yeah, it's like one of those, like, if else statements in, like, MATLAB or something. So you're going through, if it's not, it must be this. If it's not, it must be this. Right. And you just have to just charge through life like that.
0: Right,
3: ah. And that's where sexuality is the blur line. So if you're only attracted to certain, like, that's why it took so long to develop that.
0: Yeah, I see. Because it's not a
3: yes or no answer when mm-hmm. I was growing up.
0: Oh, so if I'm not attracted to women, who am I attracted to? Right. I see. And so you had worked all that out then in your mind before coming out to, to folks? Yeah, you had to. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: I see. There was no other option. It's I either see. that, or I'd be mercilessly called a faggot, I'd go home and cry, couldn't get my homework done, then it'd be... To the guidance counselors and the guidance counselors say you're not performing well because parents would get live updates on your on with through the aries app um, uh, aries student portal Mm -hmm. what yeah and it illuminate if they did poorly on an assignment not if they turn it in if they did Did under the bar really yeah it was everything was micromanaged in your life so i'm like okay so if that happens this is going to happen parents are going to get mad so we're back to square one so you can't do that. You just have to keep charging through.
0: Jeez, that's tough. But what were my options? Yeah, yes. it just seems like there's an intensity there that that uh that that could have been difficult to manage. Yes. not there was no other. You I had to be really creative. Right. I see what you're saying, but when there is no other option, then that is just what you do, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. I notice when I'm starting like hanging out and like the dating, the whole dating world. Yeah. I noticed that. People are like, oh, I do this and do that. And guys are like, okay, I do this and do that. I'm like, oh, I've already planned this out. I already have my retirement account in order. I'm like, I'm just charging through yeah. as fast as humanly possible. And like, they're like, oh, okay, don't you ever relax, stop the roses? I
0: can, but I will be traveling when I'm doing that. Yeah, you'll be on the move still. Yeah. Oh. And so how, how is it then, how do you go about the whole... Dating game, or
3: I had a question on that.
2: <laughs> dating. dating is
0: interesting because, um,
3: I'm very, uh, un, un, like it has to be you have to spark joy. That's yeah. the, the Marie Kondo. I was one before she came out on Netflix, I was watching her in 2016, and people are like, Oh, I'm now cool. I'm like, I was cool four years ago. <laughs> um, so when you're charging, th- I basically say have we shared similar problems yes or no no okay so have you faced different problems that i can relate to and then i can go yes or no and i just keep going through those questions uh my friend tabulated on one of my like um one of my he's like how do you date and my very nerdy group friends i'm like i ask a lot of questions they're like how many so they actually searched through a text thread it was someone i met on uh tinder and the text thread, and they search every question mark. And I sent three hundred and twelve
0: questions in a twelve-hour period. Uh, so the online, the online sort of uh, strategy—that's that's, that's uh, that sort of works for you. Yes and three, no, because I've never had—I've <laughs> never had
3: success with it oh really yeah i'm happy i'm sort of in that friends with benefits because he said so so we agree on a term i call it a friends with benefits plus Uh because i actually like this guy Uh um and we went to the same high school and he's like wait your parents were barb and jay right i'm like yeah oh we know each other i'm like oh really (laughs) And i was like oh yeah my parents own this restaurant oh okay um, uh, they're like, oh yeah, I re- re- remember going to that party. Mm-hmm. Life, li- life wasn't easy for you ever. Yeah. Like it still isn't easy. Mechanical engineering. And then he just started laughing. And we go from there. Oh, okay. Hmm.
0: Do you do any more, do you do any sort of other like yeah, live we meetup? Well, not with, with, with this particular person, but like, do you meet people in sort of a, in, in other Yeah, I, I like boba
3: because especially in Orange County, you can get two for $3. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So dollar oh, yeah. <laughs> i I'm gonna start going there. <laughs> cash only, no tax. Yeah. Um, so cash only, no tax. Two for three. So I'm dollar fifty out of pocket, uh-huh. and then I can see what's there. I see. If they say, "Oh, I've never had boba before," chances are they won't be familiar with my half Asian heritage, and then I'll explain to them what it is. They'll either be receptive of it, or they'll be what I call that on the fence. Um, they don't like to assimilate. Right. Some cultures are like, oh. I am this way, and I will always be this way forever. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. I see. So I find that interesting, and then I go from there, and I ask a bunch of questions, and I tell my, basically, tell my story in my uh, abbreviated version.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh.
3: But I don't necessarily tell them every struggle because that's weird. I went on one date <laughs> where he's like, "Oh, I've had all these struggles," and I told him, "Oh, what were they?" And then he started rene- uh listing them. And I said, "Oh, okay." I think it will be hap- uh, if you not if you but let me draw some numbers real quick and I pull out my calculator and I go <laughs> oh okay if you re- relocate this fund where you claim you're not enjoying yourself and I just like and he it's a, he's like are you trying to like fix something yeah no one deserves problems that yeah. they like everyone should get help somewhere yeah And then he he got really annoyed i'm like okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) whatever yeah that happens right that happens. if a
0: problem exists fix it yeah i've Mm. had to i've had to learn to to not try to be too hands-on with anything you know (laughs) yeah in in, in general general, yeah yeah. but in my date like dating and relationship
3: life i move at such a glacial pace like so slow i will never ever assign a label until they will sign a label to this I said to him when we were at Dimsum. So what are we? And he's like, we're friends with benefits. And I said, plus because I really like you. And then we both started laughing. Oh, okay, so yeah. It's F W B plus.
0: Plus, okay.
2: Have y'all still continuing to see each other? Or? Yeah. Okay. He's in
3: Dallas right now. So. He's in what? Dallas. Oh, in work. Dallas. Okay. Oh, okay.
2: That's nice.
3: Receive Okay
0: um <laughs> should, we, should we what is there something we should delete or <laughs> no i should
3: know why he's in dallas and oh, okay. i forgot for a brief moment is it for i think he's working and then he's visiting two of his friends oh, I Um i should know that though i see yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the
2: plus coming in right you need to know
3: <laughs> yeah but uh if i like spending time with someone yeah mm-hmm. then i would like say oh we should go out to eat but my parents knew each other for such a long time before they got married and it crashed and burned. Uh, so I have this, this constant thing reminding me, sending me texts every hour of what an unsuccessful marriage looks like because they want to know everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, h- how's your day? What classes are you in? Send me your schedule. Do this. What grades are you getting? What's this? What's that? What's this? What's this? What's that? What's this? What are you yeah. eating for dinner? What are you doing? De- when are you eating dinner? Why are you eating dinner so late? Everything. Right. There's no
2: sense of independence then. Or?
3: No, there is because I I can choose when I eat, how, my method of transportation, what classes I take, what major I do. But you still have to you still have to deal with all
0: the questions of reporting. Yeah. So so I guess that maybe the sort of as a as a way to sort of wrap up and mm-hmm. bring it all kind of full circle. Um, you started by saying you know, part part of part of the your coming out to yourself was that you couldn't see yourself marrying uh, or being married to, to a woman. right? I don't think so. No. But could you see your, is, is marriage something that's a part of your, your future? Do you think?
3: I have now, after meeting, uh, Matt, that's what his name is for this amount of time. I realized that there is hope Mm -hmm. because his parents have been, they've immigrated here from Vietnam, Mm -hmm. uh, and their story was not nearly like my dad's. My dad's family was the Ritzy family. They literally got on American Airlines and came. Mm-hmm. For a lot of people, that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. So that there were that, and they've built themselves up. They've struggled together. They will. They're a unit. They mm-hmm. are we. There is not Joe and Barbara.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. I see. So and my and yeah. I'd ideally like to. Help someone and have someone help me through life
0: as a unit. Yeah, hmm. and and you think that that then is possible with marriage as the the arrangement?
3: It can. It, it I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't know uh, if it's financially advantageous to get married. Right. Um, because for my parents, they lost an arm and a frickin' leg through that divorce thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. An arm and a leg and a liver and a kidney. Yeah. Each. So, so, yeah. And if that's the risk, and if it's a one-to-one odd of getting a divorce, I'd probably wait and say, I should probably have a more structured marriage in the form of a prenuptial agreement or something like that. Mm-hmm. Something to uh, eliminate the risk of something. Or if someone could just fall out of love and be completely civil about it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. What about like a common common law yeah. marriage or cohabitation? Though? Yeah. Is that...
3: I don't know exactly the specifics of uh-huh. what a common law marriage is, but if it's in a way that there isn't so much of a penalty that if I want to continue being happy, the person who'd be with me would also have to be happy.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, and if they want to be happy with someone else because they're happier with someone else you have to let that person be happier because then that person if you force them into this marriage by this crippling mortgage and four car payments that you don't need (laughs) um if they're if they think to leave they would be come like ruined financially because you're stuck with that and if to just to be happy then they'll start resenting you to that point that they'll assign a dollar value right. yeah. for what their unhappiness is. Because right. that's what my parents did. And no, noticing that, I'm like, oh, okay, people are petty. Yeah.
2: And that's related to what you said, that happiness has to come from within, right? Yeah. Said, yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you have any last questions there? No. This is actually quite fun. I enjoyed my time. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, we're glad you came out. Yeah. We appreciate you uh, being willing.
2: Yes. Of course. Thank you. All right.
0: So what'd you think?
2: Well, <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's a lot, huh? Yeah. It's yeah. really
2: hard to unpack all that.
0: So I think, I think for, for, for me, the, like, like I said, that dirty word, I'm going to say it, right. Just Alex is being called a faggot right? mm-hmm. for the, for the, you know, the, the first time or, or even being implicated or associated, right. Seemed to be, as you mentioned earlier, that, that sort of fight-or-flight moment. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, there was that table right there, right? Oof. So so the lunch table always in, Yeah. even like media or in real life, <laughs> yeah. high school life, right? Yeah, tough. So that lunch yeah. table is always a site, a space of of conflict. Right. right? And he was called their faggot. Yeah. And he he, fl- he flew away from that scene. Yeah. Right? landed somewhere else.
0: But interestingly I mean. enough, right? The person that used that term, he finds out later, comes out over over uh, what, through some app, right? some app, right? That I didn't. Yeah, I'm not sure which one he was talking about. At least in, in, and at least one of those. Um, there was one that
2: that uh, the nameless one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> shall, <laughs> shall, yeah, remain nameless. Yeah, but but interestingly enough, then this you know person uses that <laughs> word and then ends up somehow. You know, I I I'd, I'd love to know how it is that the person who used the word when when Alex was in in middle school, you know, somehow you know came across or so you know associated themselves or something with that word or if they even did at the time, you know. Who, who
2: yeah, I wonder how they defined that word. Right. And why why did Alex fit that description? Right. So it sort of deal.
0: Yeah, and how it is that somebody who eventually then comes out, you know. Could also sort of impose that on on someone else, right? I wonder how the
2: mentality is, right? Like how how you come to grips to that even at a young age, right? (laughs) Like I am not this, but that person is, sort of deal, and that took time, I think.
0: Yeah, it must have, and and even then, years later, right? Alex still sort of feels that fight or flight moment where he then simply just erases his profile or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know on on that app right instead of instead of engaging with the person or
2: having a conversation yeah it's
0: not gonna be a part of it right yeah. yeah not even gonna be associated yeah it's probably healthier in the in the long run anyway would you would you think about the uh what we called the shocker early on in the show with the him coming out to his to his dad and then you know his dad coming out that was him. my biggest
2: yeah <laughs> that his father his father came out to him yeah I forgot what day. But I forgot. But Alex said that he came out to his father right. on Father's Day.
0: Right, right, yeah. <laughs> right, right.
2: But the father came out to Alex in high school.
0: Before that, right? Yeah.
2: Way before that right. happened. I don't know what's the 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 time frame of it, but yeah. It was before his coming Alex's coming out.
0: Yeah. And even and even then and even then, I mean, so so I imagine that Alex thought, okay, this is gonna be a safe place to come out, Because <laughs> <laughs> somebody yeah. had already come out, and in whatever weird kind of way, you know, as Alex describes, somebody had already come out to him. Mm-hmm. And so then he comes out to his father, and his father still seems shocked, or yeah, you know, it seemed like he went. It seems like reciprocation, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah.
2: I don't know how Alex, um, deeply down, felt about his father coming out. It seemed like he was like, oh, as as uh, the way he described it, it was like, as a matter of fact, right. Sort of way. And I didn't know. Like I didn't get a really good sense of the the emotional aspect of it. Right. Like you know. Yeah. Like what did he think about that night. When Alex was like going to bed. Thinking about oh my father just came out to me. Right. And then Alex is aware of his own sexuality at the same time. Right. Why did he wait to disclose that? Or was that space for the father only? Right. Or like you know what made it seem it wasn't for Alex.
0: Yeah. And and I wonder wonder then. I wonder then if. If sort of this whole this whole thing you know that we've been, you know, people have have shared their narratives and in some ways, you know it's 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 from this I don't want to say selfish, but from this sort of self-serving um, perspective or point of view or 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 you know the motivations, for example, right. So So Alex mm-hmm. was using the show in part as a way, Mm-hmm. to you know make a statement a uh, a statement that will eventually you know when people hear this be be public right yeah. and and we've talked to some other folks too that have that have for the first time right publicly sort of come out in 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 for our you know show or whatever you would would call it and i wonder then how it is that that coming out sometimes is for others and it has to be right mm-hmm. to let people know and to situate someone in relation to someone else, but at the same time, it's, it's this, it could be this selfish kind of moment too, right? So Alex's dad comes out to him, but not for Alex's benefit, right? Oh, (laughs) Oh. for the family. Right, or for, for, for his own benefit, right?
2: I found it really interesting that Alex was mentioning towards the end that he uses his electronics. Uh So I felt like he was using this, this setup, right? right? Like his phone, or the apps to come <laughs> yeah. out. And like that guy he mentioned from high school used came same out. Same thing, huh? And same thing. And then yeah. some other nerds that we have done previously right. as well. They use the internet or chat rooms right. to come out. Right. But they're, they're not out in, in uh, I guess, real life.
0: Yeah. So maybe that's something. Uh. So why is it digital?
2: Like, why is the digital set up that way?
0: Maybe it's the age we live in, right? It's the, it's the, it's the digital age in all contexts, right? In all aspects.
2: Yeah. All the aspects of the digital.
0: <laughs> yeah. That it, says something about, 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 uh, about sort of.
2: The moment.
0: Yeah. And digital queer spaces, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> absolutely.
2: Why not real life, right? Why not? Yeah. But maybe I'm just thinking that digital life and real life are two separate things. Right. What if they're the same thing? And that
0: might be a sort mm-hmm. of a generational thing too, mm-hmm. right? Where, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. For some folks, then the digital and the, or what used to be called the virtual back in the day oh yeah right? the virtual <laughs> <laughs> the, the virtual and the real right of uh, are actually one and the same mm-hmm. you know what 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 did you think about uh, about marriage did 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 did, did you know what did you think about sort of Alex's need or whatever for for marriage
2: i felt like he he really saw the underbelly the, the dark side the nasty side of yeah. nasty side yeah. Of, yeah. of marriage yeah. he saw i'm pretty sure he's been exposed to marriage like through his parents and then media right. and then now he saw growing up and he internalizes it he's like probably pushing against all this pressure to get married right right that that pressure that his father probably went through as well right like yeah. i have to get married and have a son or a child and a home right have a stable job all these pressures right to have this sort of life and then you, but you, see, it's always constructed as like really great yeah. and positive, right? But Alex shows us that it's not so, not so. Do you
0: do you think is that the uh, in the public in in the in the public push or the 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 you know the the push for for rights is that the part of marriage? That, that queer folks are, are looking to get to? Or is there, you, you know, because the the whole idea of of a prenup and all of these other kinds of things, you know, seem to be, don't seem to be what's talked about when people are talking about we want mm-hmm. access, right? We, <laughs> we want equality. Yeah.
2: And every time I hear about marriage and like queerness, it's always seen as like the ultimate struggle. Yeah. Like that's the one thing, or back before 2015, right. you know? So that was like, Oh, we we re- we did it, you know, sort yeah. of, sort of rhetoric. But it seems like you don't really need marriage to have economic stability or a positive fa- or a stable family. Right. In a way, it seems like that marriage has Alex depicts it like marriage can also create like disruption, yeah,
0: social disruption and and sense of isolation. Right. Mm-hmm. And those are all. That's the, all the the ugliness behind it, right? And and I guess maybe that's in the whole struggle for rights, the, that's the part that I guess has to come with it too, right, is mm-hmm. is the right to to fail at something, Yeah. right? Yeah. And, and the right to have to decide, maybe I do need a prenup. <laughs> but that's never shown, that's <laughs> never shown. It's always the beauty, it's yeah. always the pretty, it's always the, 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 the attractive side. Mm-hmm. Right? The ideal. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. And then, and then speaking of, you know, the, the business, right? Alex and the fact that from his peer group, he gets that ability to, for, to be included in his peer group, but at the same time allowed to have his own business.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. He has his own little space within the, within the group. Yeah. That's not touched.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that they don't they don't either you know judge him for or or, or want to take from him or, or yeah. whatever else right? that's
2: really interesting right that your sexuality is like segregated from all aspects of your other life you right. know or other other parts of your social life
0: right all that's right that. or at least yeah maybe they're or, yeah i guess so, right? but in some ways it can't be mm-hmm. right in some ways it can never be mm-hmm. but i guess you know depending upon your network some people are interested in and that and and or maybe not yeah right? and so and others maybe not like alex said you know the the bubble and the tent <laughs> on the subaru right? unacceptable <laughs> you, know? not, How not, dare you yeah not not happening right that that doesn't make any sense but sexuality that's your business you, you know mm-hmm. you won't touch it yeah
2: so it really gets at that sense of values that that group has yeah so it's
0: um the, the other thing i think that 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 struck me and i don't know that you know we even Spent too much time on it in the in the actual narrative but was was the uh this thing that was really sort of southern california right this uh what, you, what you, was it a dolce and gabbana uh, oh yeah he did I, for, I forgot what he said there was an advertisement right and he said <laughs> the that billboard a, yeah and at a young age his his friends were fawning all over this woman and he's like why would i even be attracted to that right <laughs> but but you, it, it it's interesting how you know when you go down to los angeles and Southern california in general i guess right mm-hmm. depending upon where you're at but you know sex can be just so normal yeah and explicit right and out there you know and at a, at a young age that's the environment right where where sexualities are being developed and encouraged or not and and all yeah. these other kinds of things right
2: maybe these billboards are their intention is probably to sell a product or se- through the means of sexuality yeah absolutely but they're not I feel like they're not considering in the queer aspect of that right. sexuality
0: right but yeah, but so so, so maybe not explicitly, but then I wonder you know the a couple of weeks ago we did we did an episode, and I think it was Jesus had mentioned that you know there are some cues, right, so, mm-hmm. so wearing skinny jeans and uh, dyed hair and different things like that, so I mean there has to be some expression of it through the through the billboards right they know sort of what the audience who the audience is right yeah Yeah, that's um, true but maybe at the time you know the, the audience doesn't always know exactly I <laughs> think that's what I was trying to get at <laughs> yeah. it's like they don't know what's yeah. good
2: you know it's designed for this thing but it's not going to be designed for that right sort of deal yeah I don't know how to describe this really really well yeah but he said oh he was able to f- firmly assert himself that he was attracted to men right And not women
0: through that experience yeah yeah absolutely and so the 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 folks I mean in some ways there's some intentionality right to the advertisements but the audience you know maybe isn't ready-made yeah maybe the audience takes a minute for the folks who are potentially the audience to
2: can we say then that that billboard is an inspection
0: point I don't know, maybe self, huh? So, sort of an internal yeah. kind of inspection, right? Right, you're like, yeah, self assessing, yeah, right? Absolutely, so. absolutely, yeah. Well, thanks to uh, thanks to Alex for for sharing. Any, oh, yeah. any uh, any last thoughts you have? Or, all right, folks, well, uh, thanks for being a part of another episode.
2: All right, let's. I'm done.
0: (laughs) Until next time.
1: Well, that's our show. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you'll come back for our next episode. In the meantime, for more narratives, please visit culturalmediaarchive.org and click on Archive tab. Feel free to send us an email with any comments, complaints, or suggestions. You can reach me at frankieyounger at gmail.com.
0: And you can reach me at anthonyj at ucr.edu.
1: Take care. Thank you